At this point, every information portal is saturated with mindfulness content. But this show is a unique, unusual, curious take on mindfulness. Some of what you hear will be completely new to you. Let's dive in and take a look at the nature of the aware mind. I invite you to deepen your awareness so that you may be liberated and inspired. I'm Sarah Vallely, professional coach. I help people overcome anxiety, heal from past trauma, improve their relationships, and maintain better work-life balance. Our show today is about codependence, and I usually start out with a definition, but the definition of codependence is pretty complicated, so I'm actually going to save that for later. But I would like to start with some of the signs of codependence. If someone is codependent, then these are some of the things that they might be experiencing. One of them is feeling responsible for others. It could look like literally feeling responsible for their problems feeling responsible for their emotional reactions, thinking that whatever their emotional reaction is, is because of something that you did, for example. Another sign of codependence is having difficulty expressing your feelings, expressing your wants, expressing your needs. That can be a real challenge for somebody who is considered to be codependent. Another sign is not trusting yourself, doubting your actions, doubting your abilities. And another important sign of codependence is disappointment and how others interact with you. I was curious about how many Americans are codependent. And there's one study that says about 64% of Americans have codependence issues. Another study says about 50%. Another study says 90%. I'm not so sure. I struggle a little bit with the 90%. I wonder what questions are on that questionnaire and that study to determine if they are codependent or not. That seems pretty high. But I also looked up the percentage of Americans who have experienced childhood trauma, and that's about 50%. Considering that trauma is one of the important causes of codependence, might indicate that maybe about 50% of Americans are also codependent. But it doesn't mean that you are codependent if you've had childhood trauma. There certainly are people who had this trauma that, that don't have codependence. Here are some of the causes of codependence. Trauma and abuse, like I said, the main reason that trauma and abuse would lead to codependence is because as a child going through and experiencing this trauma and its abuse, the child develops codependent qualities in order to gain some sense of control over their environment to survive emotional abuse, physical abuse, neglect, if one or more of your parents does suffer from alcoholism or drug addiction, one or both of your parents struggles with a mental illness. Another take on the causes of codependence is more of a neurological perspective. And there's a study that shows those people who have issues with codependence, they have less activity in their prefrontal cortex, specifically the left dorsomedial part of the prefrontal cortex, which is also associated with less executive functioning skills. But I would say that there's certainly people who have wonderful executive functioning skills and also definitely struggle with codependence. Another take on the cause of 
codependents are your role models. If your role models growing up interacted with the other people in their family in codependent ways, then you could learn from them. I did want to talk about the root of the term codependent. It was coined by Alcoholics Anonymous. I didn't know about this part until I was researching it this week. It was originally called co-alcoholism and then changed to co-chemical dependency. That was shortened to codependency. And I was really interested in that because I always thought that the dependency referred to our emotions, our moods, our happiness being dependent on other people's behaviors and their emotions. So maybe that's how the word has evolved to to mean that. But that's why I think the definition of codependence is a little bit complicated because originally it really was just meant for people who were partnered with somebody who had struggles with alcohol abuse or with addiction. And so now that's really opened up and it doesn't necessarily mean that anymore. There is actually a movement to replace the term codependency with a new term. And this new term is self-love deficit disorder. It's all over the internet. I hadn't heard of this. Self-love deficit disorder. And it's not in the DSM. Codependency is not in the DSM either. Self-love deficit disorder to me means not loving yourself enough and putting all your needs and emotions aside. So I would say learning about codependence and what it means or this self-love deficit disorder is helpful because it can help you reassess your relationships and give you some guidance, some direction on understanding which of your relationships are healthy and which aren't. Uh, Well, let's go through these four signs of codependence in more detail. This first one, feeling responsible for others. And like I said, this can literally feeling responsible for their problems and trying to help them and fix them, which can lead to a lot of burnout and exhaustion. Also feeling responsible for their emotions, meaning you feel like it's your fault. Maybe Um, they have this emotional reaction And you think that that was because of something you did that it's your fault that they had that emotional reaction versus seeing it as maybe two separate things that you did what you needed to do, you said what you needed to do, and they had had their reaction. So someone who struggles with codependence might be hesitant to express their own anger. So they might kind of stuff it down. They might not acknowledge their own anger. They might not feel worthy enough to have anger. Uh, They might feel fear of expressing anger. So that's one piece. And then there also might be an issue with someone's anger who you're in relationship with. If you're struggling with some codependence, you might feel really uncomfortable with doing anything that might cause the other person to get angry. And also what I've read is that anxiety and depression are definitely what a lot of us who struggle with codependency end up experiencing. If you do struggle with anxiety and depression, it might be good to talk with a therapist, talk with a coach to 
determine if codependency is is some of the root of that, is driving some of that anxiety and that depression. It's a good chance as a child, you came to the conclusion that things were your fault, that if people were having emotional explosions around you, that it was your fault. No, it's not your fault because they're just having their own issues with their own emotions and they're having trouble processing through anger and they might have problems with anger management. But as a child, you end up considering that that's your fault. And I think that's because the brain needs to rationalize any type of trauma. And I don't think there's any way to actually rationalize trauma in a correct way. There is no rational reason for trauma. And so your brain ends up making up something incorrect to rationalize the situation. And often it is, oh, it's my fault. I made it happen. As a kid, you had to solve your own problems. You even maybe had to solve problems for people that were older than you. And so you got good at it. You realized it was how you survive. And so you bring that into adulthood. Yeah. And then how that can look in adulthood is things are happening at your job and you start to feel like you need to fix it or it's your fault when in the reality and the big scope of it, it's not your fault. You don't need to fix it. It's too much to to think that you have to fix it or too much to think that it's your fault. And then you have all this anxiety and You know, what if you are this person who likes to help people? It's like this gray area, you know, if you're struggling with some codependency. And so there's this term called interdependence and interdependence can be what is the healthy version of this, meaning both individuals contribute to the relationship while maintaining their identities, while codependency would be more your emotional stability is too dependent on another's behavior. So there is a healthy way to integrate and collaborate with others. Coaches, healers, therapists, like a lot of us have been through trauma ourselves and we probably do struggle with some codependency. And so we do need to keep that in check and do our own healing work so we don't get burnt out and to have those boundaries. So this next sign of codependence, having difficulty expressing your feelings, wants, or needs. We already talked a little bit about that with the anger, but I think there's even more we can discuss on that. A typical way that someone might experience this is having a fear of rejection. I have a fear of being unlovable because as a child, they were rejected for expressing their feelings. We talked about, you know, afraid of causing a negative emotion in someone else, such as anger, you know, because we feel like we did something wrong and preferring to people please rather than get our needs met, which was simply a survival technique, actually very rooted in the brain and the nervous system, that fawning response. You know, there's the fight, flight, freeze and fawn, fawning being that people pleasing. I always say that worry is optional, but fear is not, meaning we can separate the worry from the fear, the worry being so much of the thinking. It's like, oh, I'm not good enough. I uh, shouldn't have done that. I made a mistake. I'm afraid I'm going to make a mistake. I'm afraid of failure. I'm afraid, you know, these thoughts, that's more in the realm of the worry, but the fear is 
this part of you that for better or for worse is a part of you. It's a real genuine fear. All of us have one or two or three, you know, genuine fears and leaning into that fear and accepting it and embracing it and loving yourself with the fear is one of the best ways to heal through that. One of the reasons is because when we truly accept and love ourselves with the fear and stop the fight against the fear, the fear gets a little smaller. It, it takes some of the power out of the, the fear. And so our third important sign of codependence is disappointment in how others interact with you, often feeling unappreciated. And this feeling unappreciated often comes about because you are doing so much for others. As being codependent, we really get involved in other people's lives and want to help them, uh, whether it's our children or our partner. And a lot of times it's not asked for, right? We're doing all these things and our partner and our children aren't actually asking for the help. And so they're probably not going to appreciate it, but nevertheless, we end up feeling unappreciated. Yeah. And this idea of taking things personally, I was thinking about abandonment. You know, I personally struggle with abandonment and I sat and thought about that for some time this week in relation to codependence. And I almost wonder if abandonment is kind of a subset of codependence because there's so much crossover between the two feeling of rejection that's so hard for people who struggle with abandonment. The inability to trust your own emotions makes it very difficult to trust yourself. And I find that when people do the work to start to understand their emotions and feel them and hold space for them in a healthy way, they begin to trust themselves more and more, especially this dynamic of validating your emotions, you know, really saying it's understandable that I feel sad right now because it's understandable. I feel afraid right now because, and that way of developing this relationship with yourself and this relationship with your emotions can develop so much trust in yourself. And then when you start to have an emotion of fear or sadness, you believe it and you trust it that it's actually there for a reason to show you that maybe you need uh, some time to just kind of sit with yourself and allow the sadness to be there and, and move through or to trust yourself that this is maybe not a good friend to be around because you constantly are feeling this um, unappreciated type feeling or, or whatever it is. And finding those people in your life who it's safe to express your emotions to, those can be really helpful strategies for healing through some of the codependence. A big piece here, healing from codependence, is your need. So taking some time to be curious about what your needs are, being curious about whether your needs are being met or not, and how to ask for your needs to be met. And that includes you meeting your own needs. You might find with this work that there's a lot of your own needs that you're not filling. The Aware Mind Podcast is a TSD mindfulness production. Please check out our show notes for upcoming events and links to additional resources. Please visit our website at tsdmind.org. That is T as in tame, S as in soothe, D as in dwell, mind as in mindfulness.org. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at tsd underscore mindfulness. 